coming up next on the Varsity Journal Podcast. This episode's gonna be a fun one, man. Oh, baby, I got heated. I have a little surprise for you guys today. So joining me now on the podcast is Alexa Greenfield. You may know her as the woman who appeared on television at the US Open who was spotted dipping a chicken finger in her soda on live TV. Who has better chicken fingers, Madison Square Garden or MetLife? I'm glad that you asked. Do you guys remember the neck non challenge? Rant over. You cannot do this. And I can't contain it anymore, man. I feel like a little kid on Christmas. I was actually forced to spend that time in the library and being productive when I could have been in the bar having fun. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me today. I am your host, Ryan Poirier. This is the Varsity Journal, and this is episode number four. What's going on? Why are we doing an episode on a Wednesday? And a Wednesday afternoon, no less. Well, I will get to that in a minute. But first, I got some explaining to do. Now, I know that last week I was super tired. I had just finished doing Ryan's World Tour, which is my audio essay, and I was absolutely zonked from the whole week. So episode number three of this podcast, I did following that was a little sluggish. But hey, we're still here and we're rocking and we're rolling. And even though the last episode sucked, you guys still trust me and you still trust this podcast. So thank you, everybody who's listening. Uh, this episode's going to be a fun one, man. Uh, I've written a lot of notes for things that happened over the past week, unlike last episode where I had zero notes and I just went balls to the wall. And come on, guys, I'm not professional enough to just do a show with zero notes. So yeah, this episode, I have some notes and this episode in particular is going to be very fun because one of the things that I had written down for this week's episode was something that I spotted on television earlier in the week. This clip became viral and has been featured all over Sportsnet and SportsCenter and has been talked about all over social media. The U.S. Open Tennis Tournament, which is going on right now in New York City, featured a clip during the matches. I think this happened on Sunday. Uh, the cameras turned to a woman who was spotted having dinner with her family. She was with, I, th- I think it was two of her nephews. And what that camera caught sparked so much outrage and shock that this woman has now become a viral sensation. Well, remember what I was telling you earlier? I have a little surprise for you guys today. Because that woman's name is actually Alexa Greenfield, and she joined me on the podcast today. So without further ado, Alexa explains her side of things, what she was thinking when she dipped a chicken finger into a cup of soda, and how she has been handling all of the fame. So here it is. Here's my interview with Alexa Greenfield. So joining me now on the podcast is Alexa Greenfield. You may know her as the woman who appeared on television at the U.S. Open who was spotted dipping a chicken finger in her soda on live TV. 
This actually created such a buzz, Alexa, that you've been featured all over television since the incident. You've done interviews with Sports Illustrated and TMZ. What has this all been like for you? It's been very, very hysterical. I've not laughed more in my entire life than the past two days. Um, I, I cannot stop laughing. I'm in constant belly laugh. It's just too funny. It's ridiculous how I got caught. It's ridiculous that I got caught. And it's ridiculous that everyone cares so much. I mean, I know it's disgusting and I know it's weird, so I can understand the reaction, but it just really went viral. I mean, I'm getting texts from people in Hong Kong and London that have heard about it. <laughs> well, I, I, I love that you're in good spirits about it, at least. Did you ever expect to get famous for something like this? No, and that's why everyone, all my friends and family are laughing so hard, too, and making fun of me because... I, I'm a weird eater. I have weird eating habits. I'm weird in a lot of ways. I mean, everyone is, but I, I'm a unique person. I have weird cars. I have weird habits. And the fact that I just got called out and like, put on blast for this weird chicken finger thing globally is so, so funny. You know, I was actually talking about this on the podcast not too long ago, and I think a lot of it might have to do with the fact that there's actually, there's just not a lot going on in sports right now. And I think that's why it might have created a huge buzz all over the media, but not just in the media, but it was mostly on different sports websites. Did you, were, were there, what was the craziest article that you read about yourself? Oh, the best headline was move over Roger Federer. This is the real upset of the US Open. Ooh, that's pretty good. I, I like mean, that. Come on. That's good. <laughs> Um, okay, I want to delve into this a little bit more. Uh, from, what I, from what I read, you were with your nephews, you were hanging out, having lunch or dinner at the U.S. Open. When was it that you realized, oh shit, I'm on, I was just on television. Did you get a phone call or a text from some friends or family? Yeah, I just finished telling them that it was a big secret. Don't tell the adults, don't tell your parents. I don't want anyone to know about this because it's weird and let's just keep this between us. And five minutes later, I get a text. I just saw you dip a chicken finger in soda <laughs> on ESPN, and I was just, like, busted. Busted, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I know that you've defended yourself for this already, but why don't you explain the chicken finger and soda combo right now on the podcast for those who don't understand why one might dip a chicken finger into a cup of soda? I mean, it's not even about defending myself. I do recognize it as being very weird, and it sounds gross. So I'm not really defending myself. It's just that whatever happened that I started liking it, I like it now. So I'm not going to stop just because it's unconventional. And the reason I like it is because I only like it when certain types of chicken fingers, like at stadiums and stuff, you know, they get dry and they're, they're not like high quality. They just like throw them in the fryer and it just, it, it makes them a little sweet. Like I'm sure some dipping sauces are sweet and, you know, it makes that, it just, it's refreshing, I guess. Does it have to be a super crispy chicken finger so that it doesn't fall into the soda, or do you just not even drink the soda afterwards? No, that's a good question that I've been getting a lot. I do not drink the soda. And if anyone wants to judge me for anything, it should be buying the soda for as a dipping sauce, which is ridiculous, <laughs> and I'm like wasting that money on the soda and not drinking it, which is only a point that a different interviewer brought up to me last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, yesterday, but I totally agree that that's actually, the that seems like a ridiculous part of it to me. But no, I don't drink the soda. It, it, gets, it gets a little yucky. Okay. 
And you said that this was a hangover cure for you. And this would actually make sense because when I'm hungover, one of the best things to have is you want the darkest pop, which is, I think you're drinking a Pepsi and you want something crispy and greasy. You're, am I correct in saying that this was a hangover cure for you? Um, no, I, I just was, I was just like a little bit hungover. So I was kind of in more of like a, I want to indulge. Okay. You just wanted it all at once kind of thing. Yeah. It wasn't like a cure, even though I do find Coca-Cola to be a very good hangover cure. Okay. Um, do you have any other, what's that? But that was, like, irrelevant to why I was doing it. Okay, okay. Um, do you have any other crazy food tricks or guilty pleasures when it comes to food? Nothing that's as weird or gross or, like, become a phenomenon. Like, I, I just I experiment with chocolate a lot. I put it in everything. Um, and, I mean, I could eat a tub of Parmesan cheese. But I... Nothing, nothing like... Did you say a ton of Parmesan cheese or a tub of Parmesan cheese? I said a tub, but I mean like on top of my pasta. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. <laughs> um, so you're you're from New York and you're at the U.S. Open. Are you a big sports fan yourself? Yes, I am. You are a big sports fan. So what? New York, who's your team? The Knicks. You know the Sox and. Um, Jets football. Okay, I was going to ask about if you're a Jets or Giants fan. Okay. Well, that's a tough one for me. I I grew up a Giants fan, but with my dad, but then the other side of my family is diehard Jets, and we have tickets, and we go all the time, and so I like both teams, but when it came down to it, like, my brother's so passionate about the Jets that I would want them to win. Do they they sell chicken fingers at MetLife Stadium? Who has better chicken fingers, Madison Square Garden or MetLife? I'm glad that you asked. Because the other thing, if you want to talk about me being weird about food, is that like my friends literally call me the chicken finger connoisseur because I just eat so many chicken fingers and I judge them and they decide which I like best and I tell them like where they have good ones. And Madison Square Garden has amazing ones. I don't love the ones so much in my life. So who has who has the best chicken fingers in New York? The ones my mom makes. But I don't oh dip damn! Them in soda. <laughs> oh, you live in Minnesota. Okay. No, I don't dip them in soda. I thought. Okay. Oh my god. I thought you said you lived in Minnesota, but you don't dip them uh, in soda. Okay. But you have at one point. That's that's where it would have started, right? With your mom's chicken fingers. Yeah, she. Well, that's why I started liking them. She makes the best ones, but I don't dip those. I only dip like, you know, lesser quality ones. Okay. Better than Madison Square better. Gardens, then, is what you're saying. It's just different. They're like homemade and breaded. You know, all the all the chicken fingers at stadiums, they're just like, they stick them in that huge fryer. Right. Um, thank you, Alexa, for joining me. This has been fun. Uh, I have one, I've got one more for you. And this might be the Bernie question that everyone is wondering. Have you been banned from the Billie Jean King Tennis Center? I hope not, because I'm trying to go for the semifinals. Okay. What was, what was the original game, by the way, that you were at in the first place? It was a Djokovic match. Okay, and you you want to go to the the men's semifinals, or do you want to see Serena? I want to see both. Okay, I damn, they I, might even I, let you in for free. Maybe. I listen, if anyone's listening that wants to give me tickets, absolutely, I'll, I'll send it over. That, 
the other thing is that what, what I think I'm planning on doing is, um, this is all very hysterical, and I'm taking it lightly, and I like to make fun of myself, and I acknowledge it's a weird habit, but the thing is that what's really prevalent around the country is cyberbullying and bullying, and I want to kind of see if I can use this to, do, to raise some money, and I want to start uh, Alexa soda challenge, and I want to see everyone dip their chicken fingers in soda and try it, and I want to see what other weird foods they want to try in soda, be creative as possible, hashtag it Alexa soda challenge, and then I would donate money to a cyberbullying or bullying campaign for Ooh. every for every post. Who's gonna? Who's gonna? St- when's the? When can we see the very first hashtag Alexa Soda Challenge? I'm gonna be on ESPN later, and I'm gonna actually do a demonstration. Oh, oh, damn! You're going on today? Yeah, I'm going on later today. I'm doing a demonstration. You see me eating the chicken finger on ESPN, and then I'm gonna start it from there. Are you doing it at the Billie Jean King Center, or are you going all the way to Connecticut? No, they have a pop up at the South Street Seaport. I'm gonna be on that show. That's awesome. Well, we can't. I can't wait to watch that. I, I, I think I'm, I might even hashtag this episode, hashtag Alexa Soda Challenge, just so everybody knows. Yeah, and you should get in on it. I will. I will. I'll do it. I got, I'll, I'll try it out. And I, I love okay. the. Um, I love what you're saying about cyberbullying. I think that'd be an awesome, awesome idea. Yeah, I mean, why not turn all this like mayhem into something cool? Much appreciated, Alexa. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today on the show and explaining your side of things. Thank you. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, A hilarious story and one that Alexa actually seems to be taking very well. Uh, You know, it's funny because during that entire interview, I I just remember thinking about my high school teacher, uh, my geography teacher, Mr. Johnston. And he always told us that if you ever become viral for all of the wrong reasons Embrace it. You got to embrace it, man. Um, Mr. Johnson, man, that guy, that guy was crazy. He, he always talked about these viral sensations. Uh, remember the one viral sensation he talked about was Johnny Playfair, who was a contestant on Survivor. And this guy went viral because on the show he said something... I think he took he took some time off the show and he, he like this guy wanted to get off the island and he said that it was because his mom died and you know the show they let him they let him go and uh, then he was able to return to the show he was able to leave the island and actually return which is not something that all contestants do but hey if your mom dies then you should be allowed to do those things so but anyway it turned out that this guy was lying I think that's how the story goes, but um, this guy, he became famous for it, and uh, (laughs) Mr. Johnson, man, for whatever reason, he would always show us these clips of Johnny Playfair, and and, uh, he loved it, but that was one of the, uh, that's one of my favorite teachers, but anyway, anyway, um, I think embracing it, which is what Mr. Johnson always told us to do. I think that's what uh, Alexa's doing, man. She's she's embracing it. And it seems to actually be turning out very well for her. Um, you know, as she said, she's going to be appearing on ESPN today. And she wants to create this Alexa Soda Challenge. And 
yeah, I told her that I was going to do it myself. So I'm actually, I'm actually going to do that in the next couple of days, whether the, you know, hashtag Alexa soda challenge becomes actually does become viral or not. You know, I, I'm going to be taking a part in that. (laughs) I'm so fucking dumb, dude. Uh, I'm going to look so dumb, obviously, but in this, in this video, but Hey, a promise made is a promise kept. And that actually also reminds me of the time that I, do you guys remember the neck numb challenge? Neck numb challenge was, uh, it was going on all over Facebook and social media. I think it was just Facebook, honestly. I don't even know if Instagram was a thing or if it was that big back then. But anyway, what, what happened was, uh, someone would get, I don't know how it all started, but anyway, someone would, uh, you'd get nominated. The idea of the video is you'd, you'd have to do, I I don't know. I think it might've started off with like you chugged a beer or something, but as this became more and more viral, people started changing their way of, of doing the video. So it, after that point, it wasn't just a Sorry, I'm getting distracted because there's like an ambulance outside. But anyway, um, get nominated for the neck nom challenge, and you'd have to do something weird with beer. Um, and everyone was doing like gross things involving beer. I remember my friend Mark chugged a bottle of Frank's Red Hot Sauce, <laughs> and this is actually the. I think the hardest that I ever laughed was. Another friend of mine commented on that video, and this was this was seriously the hardest I've ever laughed. He just said, "Rest in peace, Mark's butthole." Obviously pertaining to the hot sauce that he just drank. Fuck, that was that was so funny. I had another friend uh, who puked in his beer and drank it, which was absolutely disgusting. So yeah, it was just it was a lot of just gross things, and I was nominated for the hashtag neck nom challenge and you know so I had to make a video and my video just ended up being so long and so stupid uh what I, what I did for mine was first I poured I poured beer into a into protein powder and I chugged like a protein bottle of beer mixed with protein powder and you know that was fine but the next thing that I did was so stupid and because I decided to do the next thing, it ended up making my video so long. Not only did it make my video so long, it just made me look like a little bitch afterwards. So I'll explain what happened. I marinated like three spring rolls in a cup of beer and I let them just sit there for a good while. You know, at least throughout the time like from when I was doing the protein chug, which which took a bit, and then like I was introducing my video, there was like hot spring rolls just marinating in this cold cup of beer, and at the point when I finished all of that other stuff and like I got on to drinking the cup of beer with the spring rolls in it, the video was already at like seven minutes, and I go to eat the first spring roll. And it was the grossest thing that I had eaten in my entire life. It was soggy, and it was moist, 
and most of it had just melted into the beer. So I took out the remains of the spring rolls because I, I said, I can't, I can't eat these things. This is so disgusting. And they were like vegetable spring rolls. So you could imagine what the beer after that tasted like because you're just having, you know, this hot, greasy, breaded vegetable thing sit and marinate in a beer. So uh, I took out the remains of the spring rolls and I go to chug the cup. All I was going to do is just chug it. And I swear to God, it was the most disgusting thing I had ever drank. It tasted like an actual fart. And the rest of the video just consisted of me trying to drink this cup of fart. And I didn't even end up finishing it because it was so disgusting. So, yeah, if, if anyone is giving this girl flack for eating a chicken finger that was lightly dipped into a cup of Coke, that's fine. But I definitely can't be the one to judge that because of what I did. But anyways, yeah, this was uh, this was actually supposed to be the back to school episode. And I, I wanted to make this entire episode back to school themed. But, you know, some bigger things came up. You know, just just remember what Mr. Johnson said. If you ever become a viral star, then embrace it. There was also William Hung, actually. That was another thing that Mr. Johnson always... He always showed his clips of, William Hung. Because uh, after William Hung, you know, he became this viral sensation for having, like, the worst audition ever on American Idol. But even after that, he sold a bunch of records, and he made, like, a million dollars from doing that. Um, yeah, man, uh, on the topic of school... Man, I saw this last night as I was going to bed, and I was outraged. Um, the campus bar at Mount St. Vincent University, which is where I went to university for the past three years, it was always opened, like, from five onwards. So you couldn't, you couldn't like, sit and have a beer, like, after one of your classes if your classes ended at, like three in the afternoon or something, or if you had a break between classes, say you had a class in the morning and then you had a long break from, uh, you know, late morning to late afternoon, you couldn't just go in the bar and have yourself a beer. And I, they posted something on their social media straight and it fucking outraged me. They're, the bars are now opening up at, 12 now, the campus bar. So they waited until the year that I finally graduated to make this happen. The bar is now going to be open up at 12. So I used to always have a class in the morning because this is, I, I was never able to figure out my timetable. I never had the perfect timetable. I always had a class in the morning and then I had a class late afternoon. So, you know, I was actually forced to spend that time in the library and being productive when I could have been in the bar having fun, which is what school's all about. I could have been having a bar or having a beer in the bar, getting a little bit tipsy for my next class, but I was forced to actually be productive and spend that time in the library, which is what, and uh, you know, I could have been in the bar 
having some beverages, but it was always closed. And now they wait to the year that I finally graduate. And yeah, man, this year, the bar is going to be open at 12, which is awesome for anyone, any returning students uh, or any new students at MSVU. You know, they got to go to the fucking bar at 12 in the afternoon. That's awesome, man. I'm so jealous. But yeah, you know. Maybe that's not what school is actually all about. And uh, I was joking about that in a way, but at the same time, I'm not. School should be about having fun and, and living it up, baby. So, um, yeah, even... So, with the return of school, we're also given the return of football. So, even though I'm not actually returning to school, the whole, you know, back-to-school vibes... Have me in the mood for football. I'd be in the mood for football anyways, but I think there's just something triggered in my brain when I see a backpack. I just automatically think of a football. And when I see, you know, a locker, it makes me think about NFL Sundays. And tomorrow night is the first game of the year. And, you know, this Sunday we get week one and we're going to just be absolutely drowning in football games. And, like, come on, man, how, how, how overwhelming is this? You go from having zero football in seven months to having all the football games right in front of you. Man, my excitement for this is through the fucking roof. And I can't contain it anymore, man. I feel like a little kid on Christmas. So, yeah, man, this, this Sunday, I can't, I can't wait, dude. It's been a long time coming. Remember that guy I talked to last week? He was talking about how excited he was for college football. That's me with the NFL, man. That's me this Sunday. So, you know, as, as you guys know, um, because this is all I've been talking about, last week I released the story on fantasy football, which was my audio essay. And fantasy football, man, it's a giant part of my life. It's, it's literally what gets me up in the morning and motivated to start the day, from, you know, from September to January. This is what I wake up thinking about. And one of the things that I love most about fantasy football is waking up to the group chat and talking endless amounts of shit with the various members in the league. And by the way, if you're in a fantasy league and you don't have an active group chat, you have zero idea what not only fun is, but what actual fantasy football is. The group chat creates a different element to fantasy football. You know, because you're not just competing for money at the end of the season, you're competing for bragging rights and the ability to talk an immense amount of shit to other people in your league. And I swear to God, that's the most important part of fantasy. I don't care what anybody says. If you're competing for $1 million, that prize won't trump the feeling you get when you receive the accolades of being able to talk shit to whoever you want. So, now, I I talk a lot of shit in my fantasy football league, and that shouldn't come as any surprise to anybody that knows me or anybody that listens to this podcast. So I got a story now, and this story is about something that happened in my fantasy football group chat. There's a guy in, in my league He likes to talk a lot of shit. And believe me, not only is he great at it, he actually makes the league more fun to play in. You know, this guy gets under your skin. 
and he motivates you to play and he motivates you to try and have the best team. This guy, 100%, this guy is a positive to the league. You know, even though he makes me like blood red mad all the time and he makes everybody in the league blood red mad, you can't deny that this guy is 100% a positive to this league. But with all of that being said, he committed a cardinal sin this week. And that's what I want to talk about. What he did is something you don't do. You don't ever do this. Because by doing so, you are shaming guys like me who spend hours upon hours upon hours of their days watching sports, collecting sports data, talking about it. So I'm going to explain what actually happened. There was a very, there was, you know, there was a good verbal sports fight between two members of the league. The argument was on who the better quarterback was, Matt Stafford or Ben Roethlisberger. Big Ben, he only played 15 games last year. This, this is factual. He only played 15 games last year because he had to sit out one game with an injury. So the two guys that were in the argument, they're comparing stats And the guy who was in favor of Big Ben being the the better quarterback said, well, Big Ben, he only played 15 games. So if his numbers aren't as good as Stafford's, it's just because he played fewer games. So the other guy that I was just talking about, who talks like a lot of shit that committed the sin, he said, yeah, well, you know, Stafford only played in 13 games. Whoa. That's all I have to say is, whoa. Whoa. At first, I didn't pick up on this, okay? Because as a sports fan who watches tons of sports every day, and I'm, I'm talking about sports fans, not, you know, there was an, there was an episode earlier where I, t- I talked about the difference between sports fans and, you know, fans of hockey or fans of football. I watch, I watch a lot of sports. I watch sports in, I watch a variety of sports. So I can't know everything about everything. But as a sports fan who watches an array of different sports, You can't, I wouldn't just be able to pick up on that and be like, yeah, okay. No, no, like, no, Matt Stafford didn't play in 13 games. I think maybe if I thought about it after or if something reminded me about Matt Stafford, you know, I'd actually be able to to remember, oh, that's not true. But anyway, a sportsman shouldn't be expected to pick up on every little thing. So the guy that he argued with continued the argument, but essentially the guy who was arguing for Stafford had a crutch with him that he was allowed to use. It's like a power-up in Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter. His crutch was that Matt Stafford played fewer games than Ben Roethlisberger. But this is the thing. Matt Stafford hasn't missed a game in seven years. So what this guy did was make up a stat in the very middle of a very heated sports argument only so he could use this as a crutch during this argument you cannot do this because by doing this you violate your own credibility and it will take a very long time to earn that back especially when it comes to sports because in sports you solidify your credibility by having an ability to spew out stats at will And the only time you would ever 
never participate in a verbal sports warfare is if you know for a damn fact what you are saying is true. I get in arguments all the time, obviously, and I get into sports arguments even fewer times because I reserve my time for sports arguments. I reserve that time. It's a special time because I only get into them when I feel so passionate about what I'm saying and the only way that I can fully enter this gauntlet, this center for the argument, the octagon, if you will, is if I am 100% positive that what I'm saying is not only factual, but something that I have spent my very being on studying and knowing for a damn fucking fact is absolutely true. So here's the thing. I love what that guy does for our fantasy group. So I'm going to give him an out on this one, but that's it. You get one. You get one out. And he gets that one out because, you know, he succeeded in making my life more entertaining. But believe me, anyone else who doesn't have the accolades that he has ever does something like that to me, I will never talk to you again under any circumstance. So that's that's my rant. That's that's literally that's all I have to say about the issue. Rant over. Um, to those returning to school, I wish you a very safe and oh baby, I got heated. Heat stroke, baby. Fuck. Anyway, let's be happy again. Cause this was supposed to be a fun and positive episode, so let's be happy again. To those returning to school, I wish you a very safe and happy week. Don't try and drink yourself into a coma before the school year even begins. As we were talking about for those in fantasy football, enjoy the Sunday that comes. Week one is always the most fun weeks of the year. And have a group chat in fantasy football. It will make your life more fun. But if you want to get into an argument... Know your shit. And don't disrespect what me and others alike have spent our entire lives trying to create, which is sports credibility. And last but not least, let's all remember what Mr. Johnston said. If you're going to become a viral sensation for all of the wrong reasons, embrace it. Embrace it, guys. Come on. Thank you to Alexa for joining the show today. That was a lot of fun. Um, Remember, guys, hashtag Alexa Soda Challenge. She's going to be on ESPN later today. So look her up. Watch watch her on ESPN. Uh, She's going to try and promote this thing. And, dude, I'm I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to do that challenge because, you know, promise made is a promise kept. I, I promised her that I would do it. So thanks, guys, for listening once again. Love you guys. Peace.